Hey, everybody, this is Eric with another Random Chatter News Roundup. This is for May 24th, 2018. Comcast is actively battling to purchase Fox. So all of you Marvel fans out there who have been hoping to maybe see your X-Men in with your Avengers, that might not happen. In fact, Comcast is offering cash as opposed to Disney, who's offering stock. Now, there are pros and cons to each. We'll see how it plays out. But uh, apparently Comcast is actively trying to outbid Disney. So more on that as it develops, I guess. TVLine.com has compiled some information on the recent show cancellations. We talked about those last week. Uh, Some interesting points they had there. 51% of the new shows have been canceled. Now, that sounds like a lot, but last year it was 54%. So, (laughs) believe it or not, we're actually down a little bit from last year. Of course, we had a lot of stuff canceled last year, too. I think what hit us this year is just there were so many all at once, and there were some big surprises as well. Now, of those... 65% were hour-long shows, which is the same as last year. ABC canceled 67% of its new shows. The lowest rating renewals were Dynasty, based on a 0.18 rating, with uh, about 700,000 total viewers average. Now, the rating and the viewership are different. They're they're different metrics. As far as viewer lows, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend had only 631,000 average viewers. So those are the lowest renewals. The lowest rated renewal not on the CW network was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with only a 0.5 demographic rating. Brooklyn Nine-Nine had the least watched total of any renewal, not on the CW, for a total of 1.77 million viewers. So... Just uh, a little bit of statistics there for you, for those of you who are keeping up with it. On to the theaters. Deadpool has, excuse me, Deadpool 2, rather, has the second highest R-rated opening ever at $125 million domestic. Now, the only movie to beat it was the original Deadpool at $132 million, which released in February, by the way. Now, uh, Deadpool 2 also had the highest rated overseas opening Uh, which I don't have the exact numbers for only the overseas and not domestic, but those combined gave a worldwide total of $301 million global box office for opening weekend. That's, That's pretty darn high. The new Star Trek trilogy from Wrath of Khan director Nicholas Meyer is now on hold. Now, I didn't even know this was happening. Of course, I'm not a big, I I guess they're not Trekkies, they're what? Trekkers, Treksters, Tricksters, I don't know. I, I'm, people are already typing the hate mail as I speak. Anyway, I didn't know this was happening, uh, but apparently Nicholas Meyer, who also not only did he direct Wrath of Khan, he also did episodes four and six. Uh, this was going to be a project for CBS All Access. And uh, people are thinking it might have focused on Khan. That's not been confirmed at least not to my knowledge. But regardless, the project's on hold. It may pick up it again. It may not. We we really don't know yet. Damon Lindelof has confirmed that the Watchmen HBO series will not adapt the comics directly. So it's not going to be just a, a HBO miniseries coverage of the movie we already saw. 
but it's going to take place in the same universe. It's going to tell the stories of other characters. So it looks like it's going to be uh, happening in parallel with the comic book series. That's, uh, I, I think that's a pretty brave move. So we'll see how that goes. Now, I might be one of the only people left who have a lot of faith in Damon Lindelof. I'm, I'm still a fan. So we will see how that goes. Uh, in fact, we'll probably talk a little bit more about this uh, at some point in getting sidetracked. So keep an eye out for that. I, I'm very curious as to how this is going to pan out. For all of you Doctor Who fans out there, Twitch, uh, streaming service, uh, which we will be participating in very soon, sometime probably in July, I think we're going to go live with that, uh, twitch.tv. Normally, they're known for streaming gamers, but they've been recently doing talk shows like podcasts, uh, more creative things like people painting, drawing, doing music, things like that. Well, they are going to be airing a seven-week classic Doctor Who marathon on one of the channels over there. So from May 29th through July 23rd, it's going to be nonstop classic Doctor Who. Personally, I've never really gotten into the classic stuff, but if you've ever been curious, this might be a good time to check it out. And while you're there, go ahead and create an account because you're going to need it later on when you follow us on Twitch. Now on to cancellations, renewals, and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to kind of keep it short this week. I think there might be a couple that have slipped through the cracks. I probably got them written down somewhere. But uh, TNT said the last ship will end with season five. Krypton has been renewed at sci-fi for season two. As far as upcoming projects, Epics is ordering a Batman prequel series about Alfred the Butler, Alfred Batman's Butler, of course, titled Pennyworth. I think they mentioned this in uh, the most recent Random Chatter episode, too. So be sure to listen to that to see what Tim Liu and Lizzie's thoughts are on it. It's going to cover his origins as a former SAS soldier and working directly for Thomas Wayne in the 1960s doing security. Uh, the pilot will be written by Gotham showrunner Bruno Heller, who will also be one of the executive producers. Now, it's not going to be set in the Gotham universe because DC has a rule that every time they do a new project, it has to be in a completely different universe from all the others, unless it's on the CW. Really frustrating. Really, really, really frustrating. They have an opportunity to tie this stuff together, but no, they've they've got to do the the whole... I just, ugh. it's like what the comics were before the whole crisis on infinite earths thing brought everything together under one continuity, one umbrella. It, it's just, do we really need this many different DC universes in, in movies and television? I, I don't get it. Former president Barack Obama and his wife, Michelle Obama have signed a multi-year production deal with Netflix. Now this I'm I'm confused about. It has nothing to do with the Obamas directly. It's just I I guess I never saw them as media producers. So this seems a little out of their wheelhouse. I I don't I don't know exactly what this is going to be. The the press release says they'll quote produce a diverse mix of content including the potential for scripted series, unscripted series, docu series, documentaries and features. So my assumption is that they are going to uh, be kind of controlling what type of content is getting produced. They're not actually going to be actively producing as much as maybe financing 
and uh, choosing what projects get a green light. So at the moment, it, it seems, I, I don't know that I want to call it unfocused. I'm sure they have a focus, but I mean, the press release just kind of says they're going to be producing a diverse mix of all kinds of things. I mean, it, it doesn't really help us narrow anything down very much. But moving on, Amazon has picked up The Hunt by Jordan Peele, uh, best known for the movie Get Out or for um, Key and Peele, the show that was on Comedy Central for a while. Uh, this apparently is going to take place in New York in 1977. And hundreds of former high-ranking Nazi officials are living in New York and are conspiring to create a Fourth Reich in the U.S. I don't. I'm not a history buff. I don't get into alternate histories. I don't get into period pieces. I mean, the 1977 thing. The only thing that I really get into from the 70s are Star Wars and Pink Floyd. And I think that's about it. So I don't know. But I I really like Jordan Peele. So I might check this out just because of that. There's a, a teaser for the Thundercats Roar series from Warner Brothers Animation that's going to be coming to the Cartoon Network in 2019. I did not watch the teaser. I saw the poster. It looks horrible. Just my personal opinion, the, the style of artwork, it looks absolutely horrible. There are other shows that have that same artwork style. I hate all of them. I, that style just rubs me the wrong way. Uh, apparently, it's going to be targeted toward younger kids than the original Thundercats was, too. So uh, check it out, I guess, if you're into that or if you're feeling nostalgic. Uh, if you're more into grown-up animation, I've got some good news for you, too. Matt Groening, the um, creator of The Simpsons and Futurama, and whose last name is often mispronounced, and I probably just butchered it now, too. He is going to be bringing Disenchantment to Netflix. It's about an alcoholic princess named Bean and her elf friend, Elfo, because what else are you going to name an elf friend? And a demon named, uh, I think the demon's name is Lucy. And they live in the kind of disheveled kingdom of Dreamland. And uh, I don't know much more about it other than that. I saw a little piece of artwork that was done for it. It looks interesting. The elf pretty much looks like an elf version of Bart Simpson. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, moving on to the weekend's box office. Deadpool number two won the box office again. No big surprise there. I uh, don't think they're going to hold on to it for another week. But it opened really strong. $125.5 million opening weekend domestically so that's that's got to feel good now i don't think it's going to continue the following week with solo but uh we'll see i guess if enough haters boycott solo then deadpool might still do okay now infinity war uh, avengers infinity war still did okay in its fourth week with another 29.5 million bringing its total to just shy of 600 million dollars now these were as of the weekend i'm recording this on thursday i'm sure it's already passed 600 million at this point book club came in number three in its opening weekend with 13.6 million life of the party in its second week brought in another 7.6 million for a total of about 31 and breaking in brought in another just shy of 7 million for a total of 29 million 
the movie draft. Rather than go over the details of that right now, things are still up in the air and we've got solo this weekend. So I'm going to give you a more extensive update on the movie draft next week. New releases. Uh, Solo. Enough said. Solo, a Star Wars story is in theaters. I just got back from seeing it. It is better than I expected. I was very happy with it. So I would recommend you go see it. I think a lot of people will. It's obviously going to dominate the box office this weekend. New on DVD, we've got Death Wish. Uh, This is the one with Bruce Willis with the stunning 17% Rotten Tomato score, though the audience score was 79%, so that's not too bad. Game Night with an 82% score in Rotten Tomatoes, both for the critics and for the audience score. This is probably, if I recall correctly, this is probably the highest rated comedy we've had in a long time. I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Red Sparrow, uh, 47% and 53% for Rotten Tomatoes critics and audience. Early Man with an 81% for critics, 53% for audience. So those are the big four DVD releases. Death Wish, Game Night, Red Sparrow, and Early Man. So be sure to check those out. Uh, I think that is, you know, I think there was a video game coming. Oh, uh, Detroit, Almost Human, I think comes out very, very soon if not by the time you're listening to this. So keep an eye on that. That is going to do it for this news roundup, though. Uh, We would love to hear from you. Send your emails to randomchatter at randomchatter.com. Be sure to check out the other shows at the network. Randomchatter.com is the best place to go for that. We've got uh, a few new shows that have started up recently. We've got a few shows that are starting up soon. A lot of activity on the podcast network. I can barely keep up with editing all of it. So, uh, wow. Wow. But be sure to check those out. Until next time, everybody, take care. Take care.